Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Halachas, Yoridea, Chelek Beis, Hilchas Nedarim, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Vav. We're in the middle of the paragraph. In my version, it's a subparagraph. Alkein Habal Tshuva Tzorech Lasos Liatzmoi Gdorim. We dedicate the learning today for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia, Atora Esther Basgalia and her newborn baby, Toiba Bas Chavaperel and her newborn baby, Simcha Bas Sara, Sara Bas Odl, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, Gitganendel Bas Sipoira, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlom Elisa Ben Mazla, Avram David Ben Chana, Hindachasa Bas Chana, Sara Gitl Bas Chana Riva, David Lei Ben Shena, Borach Mordechai Ben Tali, Soraleya bas Chavaliba, Peretz Elio ben Soraleya, Chavaliba bas Miriam Dvoira, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira bas Miriam, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya bas Chana Ami ben Chai ben Yehuda Skila, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Tuviet Svi ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Shendel bas Leia, David ben Behia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Libalea bas Sipoira, Besor Shachol Yisrael. We're going through a delicate topic now, this topic of Nedorim, which, which on one hand seems to be a, a very negative thing, and on the other hand seems to be a positive thing. And let's listen carefully to see how Rav Nosanzal explains both sides of this. Vialkain Habalchuva Tsorich Lasois Liatzmoi Gdorim Usyogim Yoiser. And based on what we've been learning till now, we'll understand why a Balchuva has to make additional fences for themselves and boundaries. Shehem Tikune Hachuva. These are major aspects of the Chuva process. Because of the fact that this person fell, they fell down, and now they have to go back and reconnect with Hashem's infinite light, and to make a new tzimtzum. In other words, this person, the, the Gemara says, Ger shen is gayer, ladomi. When a person converts, they're like a newborn baby. And a person doing tshuva is also something similar to that. It's like a new birth. And just like when the world was born, first there was oyer ein soif, and then there was a, a tzimtzum, so too in the process, of the tshuva process, there has to be a connection to the oyer ein soif, and there has to be a new tzimtzum. Ulaham And to be able to draw this light of Hashem, in a in a measured, methodical way. Alkain who tzorech lasos kelim v'tzimtzumim chadoshim k'dei lekabel ho'er b'soychoi, and therefore a balchuva has to create new kelim, new tzimtzumim to be able to receive this new light from Hashem. Alkain who tzorech tikunim ugdorim usiogim yoiser. And therefore, the Balchuva needs additional tikkunim, additional fences, besides the standard ones that there are, are in the Torah. Why? Because 
because of the fact that this person committed a sin or sins which ended up damaging their vessel, Therefore, this person can no longer receive Hashem's light in their original pipes, in their original through their original pipes. And therefore, the Balchuva has to make new vessels, new pipes by which to be able to receive Hashem's infinite light. And this is similar to the concept of a person making a vow in order to, to separate themselves from something that they feel they must separate themselves from. When a person sees that it's difficult for them to stay away and to separate themselves from something that they should be separating themselves from in order to sanctify, in order to sanctify themselves, then the person must put up a fence. They can't trust themselves that without that fence there, they're going to know to stay away from that item, to keep a distance from that item. So they must make a fence. The fence is making a vow. And by making a nether, they're constricting this infinite light and receiving it in a healthy way. Like we mentioned in the previous year, a nether is coming out of the mouth, and the mouth is a tzimtzum. And by the person declaring this in that way, it becomes an actual mitzvah, like one of the 613 mitzvahs for this person. The whole mitzvah, he bechinas kli umido lekabel ho'er And actually, Every single mitzvah is a vessel it, in, by which we receive Hashem's light. And therefore, by making this vow, by creating this keli, that'll give him the strength that he needs, hopefully, to be able to refrain and stay away from what he wants to stay away from. Ki iker hisgabrus hataiva himachmas ribuyor. Because as we explained in the beginning of this halacha, how did all of these taivois roys and midois roys come about originally? The answer is, it goes back to creation. When Hashem first wanted to create the world, and He attempted to put His infinite light into certain vessels, and the vessels weren't strong enough, the light was too bright for those vessels, those vessels shattered. And that resulted in the light falling in Hashem's chesed, taking a fall, chesed and ahava, taking a fall, and falling into a bad place, so that people like what they shouldn't like. So that's how all of these taivos originally came into existence, through a riboy oyer. Ukefi riboy ho'oyer, kein sorech kelem yoyser. And the, the, the greater the light, it requires more vessels and stronger vessels. Which means more mitzvahs and more fences. 
And therefore, this is why a balchuvo or somebody who has who has a major problem with a particular item that they find it very difficult to stay away from, that person needs to make a neder in order and by making the neder to create vessels and for shapes and forms into which to receive Hashem's light in a good formatted way so that it shouldn't be too much light and this will give the person the strength that they need to be able to stay away from what they need to stay away from. What we're learning now is connected to what we learned in the previous year, obviously. Any questions? Can we make the dime today? We're gonna, we're gonna come to that. We're gonna come to that. So Lamaisa, should I or shouldn't I? The answer is generally not. Generally not. A person should really avoid another unless they're able to fulfill it immediately, immediately, because it's so dangerous an item. A person who finds difficulty, let's say a person who has an, an eating disorder or some other kind of disorder, and they find difficulty, our derech is tefillah. That's our derech, to beg Hashem to help me be able to overcome it. But generally, we try very hard to avoid nadarim because we are so weak, unfortunately. And there's such a high risk of chas even violating the neder. And the Gemara says, fulfilling a neder is even a crime in some cases. You know? So it's, it's a, a lose-lose situation. The Gemara says, a person who makes a vow and fulfills it, it's like building a mizbeach tavoy and offering a sacrifice tavoy Because it's so dangerous and delicate an item. So again, we're still in the middle of learning about it. So far, we've seen some negative aspects about it and some positive. We're going to learn more as we go along. Well, I said, how would we, how would we achieve what we're not dreading here if this really are? So it seems like it's necessary to have Nadarim. The answer is, why? Because what does Nadarim do? It creates Kalim. Tefillah creates better Kalim. Tefillah creates Kalim with no side effects. Just like Rabbi Nezal said, that in his youth he fasted and fasted. Fasting is a neder. Fasting is taking upon himself a vow, I'm going to fast. And in his older years he realized that there was a much better way. The much better way was tefillah. That's where the emphasis really, really belongs. Torah and tefillah, that winning combination. Rabbi? Yes. Um, Question. When someone makes a vow on Shabbat um, that they're going to pay for a Torah aliyah and they're going to pay after Shabbos, does that fall under neder? The answer is that if the gabai of the shul is a good ma- is a good boy, he will make sure to say the words beli neder, bavur sheitain beli neder, fifty shkolem, a hundred shkolem. He will definitely make sure to hear those words. And if he doesn't, it's important that the one that ma- gets the aliyah. Tells him, This is what's written in Shulchan Aruch, that it is very advisable and very, you know, very necessary to always hear that, that that it's not a vow, definitely not a vow. Question, two questions in the chat. <clears throat> Why is it said that only Chesed took a fall during the Shvira Skalim? What about Gvura and all the other Midas? 
The answer is, for this, we need to learn more Kabbalah to get a clearer picture. But I, I've seen in Rabbeinu Zal Sforim and Rav Nosen Zal Sforim the quoting of Yarizal that, that the, the Shvira, a major Shvira, was in the Kliya Chesed. Another question, how is the necessity of Shvira Sakelim explained by Rabbeinu Zal? I believe one way of, of explaining it is we know that the, the Medrash also says that when Hashem first created the world, it says he was boina oilomois umachrivan. Hashem created worlds and destroyed them, created worlds and destroyed them until he came to the, to the final drawing, to our world. And this was done for us. This was done for us to, to give us the encouragement that we need because we are not per Hashem is perfect. Hashem could definitely have gotten it right on the first shot, but Hashem wanted to create an opening for tshuva. Hashem, just like by Dov and Amelech, the Gemara says, the Gemara says Dov and Amelech was not a candidate for doing anything wrong with Batsheva or with anybody. And the Gemara says it happened only to teach us tshuva. So here also, Kaviochel by Hashem, seeing that by Hashem, there was this concept of, of an accident or something that went wrong and, and needs to be repaired, this tells us that when we go wrong, there is definitely a concept of repair. There's the ability to repair and a concept of repair. Paragraph Zion. V'alkein hechochom oiker haneder meikoroi alidei pesach and based on what we're learning here, we'll understand why the Torah tells us that if a person makes a vow and then they regret making the vow, they go to a chacham, <coughs> or generally we go to three people, but in, in, in times where there was a chacham who was great enough, they would go to a chacham, and the chacham is able to try to help them come up with a Pesach harota. The Chacham has to be able to analyze why the person made the vow, why they regret making the vow now, and to be able to say that had you known then, at the time you made the vow, what you know now, would you have said this vow? Definitely not. I never would have said it. That's called a Pesach harota, to show that when I, at the time I made the vow, I did it from lack of knowledge. There was certain information I didn't have, where if I would have had that information, I never would have made the vow. And that type of regret has the ability to undo the vow, me'ikoroi, from its origin. Not that the vow is being canceled now, the vow is being uprooted from its origin. Because one of the main factors in creation is Hashem made everything with Chachma. And as Rabbi Nizal speaks about this over there in chapter 49 in Likut Imran, which this halacha is based on. And a true Chacham has the ability to go up, to rise up way, way, way up above Neder. Because we said Neder is Bina. A true Chacham is connecting to Chachma above that. And 
and he has the ability to make new tzimtzumim, which have the ability to uproot the neder completely, based on the, tzim, the new tzimtzum that the chacham is creating now. However, how does he do all, how does this come about? By finding an opening based on a regret, where the person who made the vow says, I regret, based on what I know now, I regret ever having made the vow originally. Shehi bechinas tshuva. That's what tshuva is all about. A person expressing regret for something they did previously. By doing this, the person goes back and, and returns from that tzimtzum of the neder, they go back to what came before the tzimtzum. They go back to the oir ein soif. And the chacham goes up there also to that very high level. And the chacham nullifies, nullifies, negates, the tzimtzum of the words of the vow. Remember, we said a vow is a combination of two things. <coughs> it's oyer ein soif. It's a person who, who has, who's passionate for Hashem. I want to do something spectacular for Hashem. 613 mitzvahs isn't enough for me. I want to do something huge. The person's step one is connecting to the oyer ein soif. Step two is verbalizing a vow, which is being mitzamtzim that oyer ein soif. Now, when the person is expressing charata, regret for the vow, they're going back. They're going back to that, to that neder. They're going back to that oir ein soif. That regret takes them back up to oir ein soif. And then the chacham goes up there also and nullifies the tzimtzum of the words of the vow that the person made at its source in oir ein soif. Because it's up there, up there in the Chachma, in the Oyer Ein Soif, that's where all Tzimtzumim go up and get nullified at their source. There's a famous quote from the Zohar Kodesh, which we've mentioned several times, Kulhu b'machshava isberiru. Everything gets refined, gets straightened out in Machshava. And now, once this vow was nullified, now he returns from there, bringing new tzimtzumim through the words of his mouth. Hainu tzimtzumim lahatir haneder. The Chacham brings forth Tzimtzumim now by which to undo the neder. And this is where the Chacham has to say, Mutterlach, Mutterlach, your Mutter means untied, undone, permissible. And through this, the vow gets uprooted from its origin and it becomes permissible to the person. Because the Chacham has the ability to draw a new Tzimtzum through his mouth 
the words that are going to come out of the mouth of the Chacham, that's mutarloch, mutarloch. Ki hakol tolui kefim ha'shem etzamsem oyer ho'ein soif bedibur pit. Because everything, everything is dependent on the ability to go up to that place of oyer ein soif and to be metzamsem that oyer ein soif in speech. This is not easy, this is a little deep, but Rav Nelson Sal is explaining the process on a spiritual level. He explained to us what happens when a person makes a neder, how that's connecting to the oirein soif, and then being metzamsenet, putting into the tzimtzum of the words of the, the neder itself. And now he's showing us how the process is undone. In order to undo it, you have to be able to go back up to that oirein soif, and even higher than that, even higher in the Oyrein Soif than where you were before. That's why it needs a Chacham who can go that high up and tap into that high place in the Oyrein Soif and bring down a newt and undo the nether from there and bring down a newt sinsum of that light in the words of the Chacham, that mutalach, that declaration of undoing the vow. Higher in Ainsoif, it seems like it's the Ainsoif. Once he gets to Ainsoif, Ainsoif is Ainsoif, so there's no higher or lower there. But, but Rabnosan Zal did use those words. He did use those words. Le Madrega Hagovoya Yoiser, a Madrega that's still even higher. Vehechacham Oila Lashom, Le Madrega Hagovoya Yoiser, Umavatel Zat Simshal Dibusham Neda Bisharosha Boyer Ainsoif. It seems. Could be. The nether came from Bina, actually. When yeah, we said nether is Nundor. Could be. Could be. It doesn't mean literally high. Could be. It just means that by going up to the Oyrin Soif, he's going above Bina and he's going even above Chachma. Right. Similar to the entire Dalek, where through Tshuva, through Yedid Bar, changes around the words. Exactly. Because your neck connecting to the Rotsoin, Rotsoin Shebaretsoinois. That's the term that Rabbi Nezal uses in chapter 4 in the That's another term for this Oyer Ein Soiv, this Rotsoin Shebaretsoinois. Paragraph Ches. Vezeh Bechinas Mashayesh Koyach Lahabal Ulahaov Lahatir Neder Ishtoi Ubitoi. This will also explain why the Torah tells us that a father has the ability to be mefir, not matir, but mefir, a neder of a, of a daughter, and a husband has the ability to be mefir, a neder of a wife. Mefir is different, and it doesn't uproot the neder from its origin, it just cancels it as of now. Kihem birishusam, because they, the daughter, is in the, in the, in the, in the, under the authority of her father, and the wife is under the authority of her husband. Because a father or a husband is on a level above the daughter or the wife. And as we learned earlier, whenever we talk about a higher level and a lower level, the higher level compared to the lower level is called Ein Soif. It's an aspect of Ein Soif. And therefore, the father or the husband has the ability to erase 
the tzimtzum to cancel the tzimtzum of, the, of their neder at its source, ulahofra neder, and to push aside the neder. Meacha shehem yecholim lalois laoyr ho'ein soif b'madrega gavoya yoyser. Because the father or the husband naturally has the ability to go on a level of ein soif relative to the daughter or wife. The le- Vigam, and in addition, because of the fact that the daughter or the wife is under their authority. And therefore, everything related to the daughter is under the control of her father. Her tzimtzum and her oyer are under the authority of her father. And a wife, her tzimtzum and her oyer are under the authority of her husband. Ki oiram kolul ba'oiroi, because their light, the light of the daughter, is part of the light of the father, and the light of a wife is part of the the light of her husband. When she gets married, she takes on her husband's name. Vialkein etzloi mizbatel kol ha'or vatzimtzum shalahem, and therefore, <coughs> by the father or by the husband, the tzimtzum or light of the daughter of the wife can be negated, can be nullified. Because again, the father or the husband is called Ein Saif compared to the daughter or the wife. And by tapping into the Ein Saif, there you can nullify, you can negate a neder. Therefore, they can cancel the, the neder of a daughter or a, a wife. Is there a difference between a chacham nullifying a neder versus a father? The answer is there are many differences. Those that learned Nedorim just made a siyum yesterday on Masech Nedorim, where it goes through many differences between Hattoras Nedorim and Haforas Nedorim. Hattoras Nedorim <coughs> requires a Pesach Harota. The, the Chacham has to come up with a way of showing that had you known this and this, you wouldn't have said the Neder originally. A father or husband doesn't need any Pesach Harota. I don't like your neder. I don't want you making nedarim. Your neder is canceled as of now. A father can say that to a daughter under the age of, of 12 and, and 6 months, and a husband can say that to the wife. Haforas nedarim applies only within the day that the father or, or husband hears about the neder. Hatoras nedarim could be done 6 months anytime, anytime. Those are some of the differences between the two. Paragraph test. And again, the Shulchan Aruch tells us in Yoridea, chapter 228, that if you don't have a great Chacham, then three ordinary religious Jews have the ability to nullify, to, to be Matir Neder. Because this whole concept of Hashem's infinite light being constricted from which the Torah comes forth, we said the letters and words of the Torah are all kalim, tzimtzumim, for Hashem's infinite light, <coughs> is, is comprised of three. Bechinas koyen levi Yisrael. Like the Jewish nation. Remember we said before, Hashem, the Torah, and the Jews are one. 
So in the Jewish nation, you have Koyen Levi Yisroel, which is Roshe Tevois Keli. That's the vessel. Bechina Shloisha Avois. We have our three forefathers, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, the foundation of the Jewish people. Ki oir ho'en soif ze bechinas chesed, bechinas koyhen. Because this infinite light of Hashem is associated especially with chesed, which is the attribute of koyhen. Ki oir ha'chesed mispashet ad ein soif. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us the light of chesed extends all the way to Ein Soif. However, it's important that we constrict the light, contain it in vessels. Because we cannot handle too much good. Rain is a blessing. Torrential rain can dis- rain helps the crops grow and everything. Torrential rain, uh, rain can wipe out a field. And the concept of tzimtzum is always associated with gvura. Bechinas levi. And we learned earlier that when there's a tzimtzum, it creates a vacant space. And then step three is that inside that vacant space we have to receive the light of Hashem in vessels, in kalim, etc., etc. And here it says the word choser. It seems Rav Nosanzal started a thought and somehow didn't complete it. Nimza, we conclude therefore, that real shleimus requires three. Could be he was talking about the three steps here. That we start with oirein soif, then step two is tzimtzum, cholaponui. Step three is the drawing the light into kalim, inside that cholaponui. Could be that that was another aspect of three. So the ikar shleimus is three. And this is the famous quote from the Gemara, Brich Rachmana Diyohivlon Urian Tris Tliso, Beyoma Tliso, Alidei Tliso, Beachat Tliso. Blessed is Hashem who gave us a Torah, which is three, Torah Nevi'im Ksuvim, Beyom Tliso, on the third day of the Shloisha Simei Hagbola. The Jews were told to prepare for three days to receive the Torah. Al-Yidei Tliso, through the third child in the family, Miriam, Aharon, Moshe, Be'yarcha Tliso, in the third month, Nisan, Iyar, Sivan. Ki kol ha-Torah hi mishuleshes, because everything about the Torah is three. Ki yoitzeis misholosh bechinois hanal, because the Torah comes from the three things we expressed earlier, whether it's the three avos or the three steps. You start step one is oirein soif. Step two is cholol haponui. Step three is in the cholol haponui, drawing the light into kalim and midos. Shemishom yoitzeis kol haTorah kula. V'alkein b'chol mokem sheyesh loishem Yisrael heimbezin. And therefore, whenever three Jews get together, they can form a bezin, a court. V'yecholin lifsoig din Torah. And they have the authority to declare a law, 
if the two litigants choose to accept what these three people will say, these three people become mamish and official bezin, as it says in the beginning of Chayshin Nishbat. Because three Jews getting together represent these three steps that we spoke about earlier. They are like the Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. And therefore, they have the ability to go up to that Oyer Ein Soif, and to constrict the light, and then step three, to be able to receive that light in a formatted, regulated way, properly. This is what drawing the Torah is really all about. It's all about going through these three steps. And this is really the completion of holiness. And therefore, they have the authority to, to announce, to declare a law of Torah. Their word is law. Because as we explained, this is how Kabbalah, this is what Kabbalah Satora was all about. And therefore, a group of three people have the ability to undo the neder. Because the whole concept of doing a neder is dependent on these three steps. Step number one, you got to go up to the Oyrein Soif. Step two is to constrict that light, to create a vacant space. And step three, to draw that light now in a, in a fine, delicate, refined, formatted manner. And to undo and turn around that original tzimtzum, the vow that the person made, to turn the switch from on to off. That's accomplished through three. Could you say the three also with the three Nikudas, the Nikudas Hatzadik, Nikudas I would think yes. There's a famous chapter in the Kutimran, chapter 34, where Rabbi Nezal speaks about the Nekuda Hashaycha Laliboy Boes Hazois, about connecting to the, the connection that your heart has to make at a, a given moment in terms of how to connect to Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal speaks about three connections there the connection to the tzaddik, the connection to friends, and the direct connection to Hashem. Also, definitely. Just a moment. A question being asked, if, if one spouse is connected to the tzaddik and another spouse in, isn't, how does that affect this? The answer is, it, everything is relative, number one, and, and being married is a dover shebiktusha, is very holy, it's a tremendous privilege, and as long as they're conducting themselves based on the on halacha, based on the basic precepts of the Torah, they get all the benefits, all the benefits. And, and we know the Zohar Kodesh says that a wife sometimes, here Rav Nassim made a flat statement that a wife is beneath the husband. She's under him. 
But, but we know the Zohar Kodesh speaks about the three levels that a wife can be under her husband, a wife can be parallel to her husband, and a wife can go above her husband. There's a Pasuk, Eishes Chayel Ateres Balo, that a woman of valor is the crown on the head of her husband. So as long as each one is trying to do what they can to serve Hashem, to do the mitzvahs of the Torah, everything, everything works. Exactly. They are part of one soul. Even if you don't see it, even if they appear to be acting totally differently, as long as with within the framework, the boundaries of halacha of the Torah. Paragraph Yud, Vialkain Matirin Adorin Biyomakipurin, and this will explain. <coughs> Why we do Hatoras Nedorim, we start off Yom Kippur with Kol Nidre, with Kol Nidre, and on Erev Yom Kippur in the morning, we do Hatoras Nedorim, where some people do it on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Shehu Bechinas Tshuva, because as we explained here in this halacha, that Hatoras Nedorim is associated with the concept of Tshuva. Ki Bechinas Hatsimtsum Hanal, Hi Bechinas Tshuva. Because this concept of tzimtzum is associated with tshuva, as Rabbein Azal explains over there in Likud Yemran, that the tshuva is bina, tshuva is bina, we said bina is neder, the 50 gates of tshuva, and tshuva is a whole concept of a person expressing sincere regret for things they did in the past, and, and accepting upon themselves the authority of Hashem, the authority of the Torah, anew. Paragraph Yudalif, V'zeh b'chinas ma'sheknesses Yisroel mevakeshes me'ashem Yisborach, simeni kachoysam alibecho, kachoysam alzroyacho, ki azo kamoves avo, koshe kishol kino, rishofeho rishpeis, shalheves kol. This is a, a very awesome pasuk that's found in Shira Shirim, chapter 8, where, where we, we say to Hashem, please, Hash, please Hashem, place me as a seal over your heart, as a seal on your arm, similar to the tefillin shalyad. Ki azo kamoves ahavo, because the love that I feel for you is as powerful as death. And the fiery flames of this love are, are a raging fire. Rav Zal says, as is explained in chapter 49 of Likud Imran, which this haloch is based on, the passion, the fiery passion that a Jew has inside their neshama for Hashem is infinite. However, we must control it. We have to limit it. And this is why we say, Hashem, play, make me like a choysam. A choysam is a seal. Something, a seal is something that closes a vessel that makes sure things won't spill out. A choysem means a constriction of the light. Where he's, cl- he's sealing and constricting the light that it shouldn't go out of bounds. 
putting a seal on a barrel, putting a seal on, on, on anything, is making sure that what the contents won't go out of bounds. This is why Klal Yisrael pleads with Hashem, Simeni kachoisem alibecha, hainu sheyazar shemizborach litzamtsem ulahachtim oir hahislavus shebeleiv. That's the libecha. Hashem, they, we, we have a heart, a Jewish heart, but, and, and the heart is on fire, but that fire is dangerous, it could consume us. Therefore, Hashem, help us to be mitzamsim, to have that the, the fire in the heart should be kachoisim. Why? Ki azo kamovesavo, koshe kishel kino, rishafer These are all expressions that the, the passion is, is wild. This love that we feel for Hashem, this fire is powerful, it's burning, it's raging, flaming. To the point where we can serve Hashem while that fire is raging like that. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm going nuts, I, I don't know what to do. And so too, when this fire is uncontrolled, it could lead to all kinds of tivus roys and sins, which are part of the sitrachor, which is called death. When the person is not zoichet to constrict and limit that passion, that fire. This is an example of too much light, which causes shattering of the vessels, which is synonymous with death. Just like when Adam and Chava ate from the eights, Hashem said, if you eat from that tree, you're going to die. It's going to lead to a shattering of vessels and death. Because this love is like death. What do you mean? What does love have to do with death? Because too much love, too much fire for Hashem Yisbarach can lead to riboyor, which is death. We hear stories in, in this crazy world that we live in. We hear stories of a spouse murdering another spouse. Why? Because they got jealous. Sometimes it's because a misbehavior. A, a, a wife was running around with another man, or a husband, and he killed her. Why'd you kill her? Because I loved her, that's why. The, 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 when the love is uncontrolled, we know the Zohar Kodesh says, any love that doesn't have jealousy associated with it is not a love. So there's a healthy love, a healthy jealousy. A husband isn't supposed to be happy that free-for-all, that my wife is talking to every man on the street, and that, that, that leads to terrible trouble. But again, there's take it a little bit too far, and there's dead people. We read about it every day. This one murdered that one, who murdered that one? From love. What does love have to do with death? Here it is, very clear. Riboyava is Misa. Ume oitsem rishpe eish haislavus, enon oyoidem klal echlet samsamoy. And when that hislavus is too much, then we have no idea how to, how to control it. 
כי אנו חפצים מאוד להיות דבוקים בחותמת, because we want to be deeply connected to Hashem constantly. על כן אנו מבקשים ממך, ואיפה השם, we're begging you, שתרחם עלינו, that you should have pity on us, וסצמצם האור לעצמך, and control, limit, constrict that light for yourself. וניהו דבוקים בך, כחוי סמלי בך, כחוי סמל זריחו. סט וויש, our connection to you, our attachment to you, should be like a seal on the heart, like a seal on the arm. היינו שהדבקוס יהיה בבחינת חוסם וצמצום כדי לקבל האור בהדרוגה במידה. That our deep connection to you should be in the form of a seal, a צמצום, so that we're able to receive your light in a good, healthy, controlled way. וזהו כחוסם על ליבך, כחוסם על זרועך, שזה בחינת תפילין של ראש. ותפילין של יד, כידוע. ויזוהר הקודש says that this refers to the two pairs of תפילין that's worn on the head and the תפילין that's worn on the arm. בחינס בייסא אילו ובייסא תתו, which corresponds to the בייסא מקדוש in heaven and the בייסא מקדוש on earth, that רבי נזל speaks about over there in chapter 49. כי לב הוא בחינס בייסא אילו. Because the Zohar HaKadosh tells us that, again, a bias is a house. A, the wife is called Beisoi Zu Ishtoi. In Hashem's name, Yud Kei there are two homes. There's the first hay and the second hay. There's Bina and Malchus. Bina is called Beisoi Lo, the upper house, or Shechina Ilo. And Malchus is called Beisoi Tato, the Shechina Tato. So the heart which is Bina, that's the upper bias. Bina Liba, as it says in the Zohar Kodesh. Shehi Beisa Ilo. Zroya, he Bechinas Tfilin Shalyad. The arm in this, in this case is referring to the Tfilin Shalyad. Shehi Yad Keho, which is worn on the weaker hand. Bechinas Malchus, Beisa Tato. corresponds in this case to the Malchus, which is called the lower bias. This is tied into what we learned before, which is explained in chapter 49 Over there in Likutim Aran, Rabbi Nezal quotes the Pasuk, Mi Zois Oila Min Hamidbar, which is again a Pasuk in Shira Shirin. Who is this who is rising up from the desert? The Zohar HaKadosh has mountains on Shira Shirin. And on this Pasuk, the Zohar HaKadosh says, we know that me is Bina. Me is 50. 50 is Bina. Me is a nickname used for the Shechina. There are many Pesukim like that. Ura'u mi bora eile, se'u moroi meinechem, ura'u mi bora eile, in the beginning of the Zohar HaKadosh. So me is Bina, the upper Shechina. Me im Zois, me together with Zois, Zois is the lower Shechina. We learned about this in the previous volume, if you recall. We had a place where Abnas Nassal quoted the Zohar Kodesh, which gives maybe 10 psukim, where Zois refers to the Shechina. It refers to the Malchus, the lower Shechina. Many psukim like that. So me... 
Im zois, me the upper shechina, the bina, im zois, the lower shechina, oile, rise up, min hamidbar, through dibur, through diburim of Kedusha. Rabbein Ezzel speaks over there in Likudim Ran about the dibur being the tzimtzum, etc., through which both shechinas have an aliyah, through which both batim have an aliyah, the lower bias and the upper bias. Again, in chapter 49, this is all explained very broadly. Any questions? It's just a, a mushroom, like a nuclear power. Either if you don't confine it, it's a nuclear bomb. If you do, then it could be supplies of power to millions of people. Exactly. Every bomb, energy, Niagara Falls, we gave all the examples of energy. If it if it's, doesn't have boundaries, it's a major destruct. It leads to death, major death. Hiroshima. Major. And that same thing can be used, can be the most positive, can be the best, best light bulbs, the best energy provider, you know, imaginable. Paragraph Yudbeis. And now we'll understand why there are knots in the tefillin. There's the kesher in the tefillin shal roish, and there's the kesher in the tefillin shal yad. Ki oir hatfilin bishoroshon godo mo'oid adain soif. Because tfilin is incredibly, incredibly holy. And the light of tfilin originates all the way up in the oir ein soif. Alkain ein yechoilin lekablam kim alidek shorin. And therefore, it's impossible for us to be able to benefit from that light, to receive it without knots. <clears throat> which is like a seal. A knot closes something up. Tie, tie it up tight. A seal. This is one, 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 a part of what helps us be able to receive that light of the tefillin in a controlled, healthy way. And this explains also why the parchments, the parshias of the tefillin, must be in these boxes. Prisons say, why? Who needs the boxes? I'd like to have the parshias. The boxes are just leather. It's just animal skin. I'd like to have the parshias themselves. Because the bias, batim is plural, Bias of Shalroish is the upper base of it. That's the base of Eloh. And the bias, the box of the Shalyad fill in, that's the lower bias. They constrict and seal that incredible great light of the Parshios inside. Shehem Hamoichen which are the brains, hameirin adein soif, which shine infinitely. The alkanes. saying the he says specifically habatim is because by their shalvashim because it's divided into four, and the by yad all the four parshas are in one bias. Correct. Definitely. Definitely. Batim Shalroish means the four individual compartments that are all stuck together. Very, it looks like one bias, but it's Batim, four compartments, and Shalyad is one compartment, and it's one parshi in, in the Shalyad. It's written on one long parchment. 
Whereas in the Shoroish, it's four individual parchments. Very good. Hakoil bishvil tzimtzum ho... I'm sorry. And then... V'alkein tzrichen letofron begidim. And that's why we have to sew the batim together in, in sinews of an, of an animal. Ulekorchon besaros. And to wrap up the parshias inside with hairs, goat hairs. This is all to constrict and limit that super bright light. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that these gidin, these sinews and hairs are all tzimtzumim, vessels, thin wires. That now we understand the connection. In order to constrict this very high level light, which enables us to serve Hashem in a measured, calculated, methodical, healthy way. Va'ayin bezoyra kodesh in parshas mitzoyra daf nun dalid and the pre-etzchayim and tefillin mevoyrashom the zoyra kodesh and the arizal show she posuk zeh medaber mitfillin that this posuk in shira shirim simeni kachosim alibechas kachosim azrecha is talking about the incredible mitzvah of tefillin. Let's just do the next paragraph. And this will explain why in the fourth story in Sipuri Maisius, which is about a king who decided at one point that everyone in the all Jew, everyone has to convert to his religion. And, and if you don't want to convert, you have to leave the country. <coughs> and we find in that story that it's through the midst, through tzitzis and tefillin. That's what enabled people to be able to go through a certain fire and not be damaged in any way by the fire. The fire wasn't able to harm them. And those people who, who blocked the mitzvah of tzitzis and film, the fire destroyed them completely. Because this very great fire originates from the heavenly fire there's a passage that says that Hashem is a destructive fire, a fire that destroys. This is that raging fire, this infinite light of Hashem. And in chapter 49 in Likut Imran that we're building on here, Rabbi Nezal says there that Tcheles is associated with this great fire. Because the, 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 post, the Targum says, Da'achli kola v'shatsi kola. That Kaviochel Hashem is this raging fire that eats up everything and destroys everything. A super powerful fire. And Tcheles is Miloshin lechalois, to destroy. One second, Hashem is a destructive fire? Yes, to his enemies, to his enemies. 
Whereas the Jewish people who attach themselves properly, mekablem chiyusamimenu. To us, Hashem is light. Hashem is a, a fire, a healthy fire. Kimavur Anal, as Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this in paragraph Zion in chapter 49 of Likud Imran. Ki Yisroel, alidei mitzvah tzitzis utfilin, he mitzamtzimim ho'er kanal. Because by us performing the mitzvahs of tzitzis and tfilin, both of those mitzvahs represent a constriction of the light. Tzitzis, the strings of the tzitzis, are wires, thin wires, by which we're receiving the light of Hashem. Because in chapter 49, Rabbi Nezal speaks about tzitzis, the tcheles, and he speaks about tzitzis being a tzimtzum of the light. And we just learned here that tfilin is a seal. Tfilin is also a tzimtzum. And therefore, these two mitzvahs especially give us the, the, the tzimtzum of the light. And that's why we start the day with this. We open our eyes in the morning, connecting with Hashem right away. Acknowledging our connection to Hashem, but right away turning on the tzimtzumim. V'yalkein yecholin laver besoycho eish al and therefore, in that story in Sipurim Isis, those that fulfilled the mitzvah tfilin, tzitzis and tfilin, were able to go through the fire, and the fire couldn't harm them at all. Ki Because to them, the fire is a healthy fire, which gives them life. You, the Jews, when you're dovok Tashem, you draw life from Hashem. Whereas non-Jews who don't have any tzimtzum, you remember when we learned about the laws of, of cutting oneself and, you know, when a person's in mourning, that we said that by the Jews it's a controlled thing. There's seven days and there's 30 days and there's 11 months. Everything is controlled and how we go about By the Goyim, it's everything or nothing. When they're celebrating, it's until they get drunk or until somebody gets killed. That's when the celebration comes to an end. And when they're mourning, also cutting their flesh, you know, going to extremes, not having that, that symptom. Amen vi amen. There's a small appendix which will cover Mitzvah Shem in the next shear. Today's shear wasn't easy. And again, it's based on chapter 49 of the Imran, which is a deep, long chapter on the Imran. Try to do the best we can. By what means did the female Bali Madregas do tzimtzumim of the oil? The answer is by performing their mitzvahs. I, it's, it's interesting you mentioned, I was thinking as I was learning here, Rabbi has a chapter on the Kutimran, chapter 22 on the Kutimran, where Rabbi speaks about Nida, and Rabbi says there, quotes the Arizal, that the word choysam is bigimatria, the word nidas, nun daletof. <clears throat> The Pasuk says, Kimei nidas devoiso titma. The word in the Chumash is nidas. And Rabbi Nezal has a whole Torah about that. So again, by a woman performing her mitzvahs, all of her mitzvahs, covering her hair, lighting the candles on Erev Shabbos, on time, and, and all of her mitzvahs, that's how she gets all the tzimtzumim. Number one, through her own mitzvahs, and by being connected to her husband.
wishing everybody a wonderful day. We should be zerichet to receive, to, to see the two Bote Mikdoshes built finally with the coming of Moshiach, Bemher B'yameinu, Amen V'yameinu.